Welcome to Jess Williamson, the podcast where we build businesses for life. Hey, Laura, welcome to the podcast. Oh, hello. I'm so happy to be with you, Jess. This is so, so much fun. I'm so glad we finally made this happen. I think I must have been on your podcast over well over a year ago, and I've loved connecting in the meantime, but I'm excited to have a bit of a chat with you because you are just the queen at content, marketing strategy, and all of that goodness. And I honestly could talk all day about that kind of stuff as well. So, welcome. And before we jump into all of the amazing stuff you're going to be sharing with us, can you introduce yourself for those that don't know maybe or haven't come across your work so far? Yes, of course. So my name is Laura Higgins. I run a business called La La Social Club. And essentially what I do is I coach creative service providers on how to really skyrocket their business. And the thing I've realized as a creative myself, I think a lot of the time we we kind of start our business because we're good at our craft. And then we don't realize that starting a business, there are so many other elements to it. There's marketing, there's sales, there's systems, there's finances, all of these other elements. And so for me, when I started my business over six years ago, I had no idea what I was doing. And now six years on, we've built this pretty incredible business. And so now I really work with creatives to help them to do the same. So we focus a lot on marketing and sales and your content and how you communicate online. Yeah. And that is so important. And I think a lot of people, like you said, do start because they're good at things. But what they don't realize is that like marketing makes up probably 90%. Even when I had my swimwear brand, people were like, oh, but you're not a fashion designer. I was like, no, I design maybe 2% of the time. I'm a marketer. My background is marketing. And like 90% of what I'm doing is building the brand, marketing it and communicating it. And the rest just happens in the background. (laughs) And I, I really think when we're starting businesses and a coach early on told me this, his name's Jack DeLosa and he's incredible. And he said, most of your time needs to be spent in marketing and in sales. And I see a lot of people in business getting this wrong. They forget that actually my primary role here is marketing and sales. But no one wants to be the salesman. <laughs> no. And and they like focus on being you know excellent at their craft, which is obviously important. But if no one knows about you and if no one buys your thing, you don't have a business. You've just got a really like you've got a hobby. <laughs> so I think the big thing I've realized is marketing and sales, they're like the oxygen in your business. And if you can figure out how to confidently market what you do and like get the word out about what you do and then sell people into your services or your products, whatever that is, you can succeed in business. Yeah. And even deeper than that, it's like if you do something that you know can help people or inspire people or whatever it is, then you are doing not just yourself a disservice from not growing your business, but not helping the people that you so badly want to help by not marketing yourself effectively. So you are speaking my language with with all of this. And I think like I was speaking with a friend of mine the other day and she's in a creative industry and she was like, do you know what? I'm just done with being insecure and playing small. And we were talking about this idea of like, we, we sabotage ourselves. We, we stay small because it feels safe or it feels like, oh no, I, I couldn't possibly put myself out there like that. I couldn't show up on Instagram like that. I couldn't, you know, charge 
charge that amount? What the heck? Like I couldn't do that. And after speaking with her, I was like, oh my gosh, there are so many of us who are playing too small in business and I'm kind of done with it. I don't know. Like I'm I'm turning 30 this year. Jess, Jess, we were talking about this earlier. I'm like, I'm done. I think we just need to play a bit bigger and and go all out. And that's what I love about how you do business. You, you play big. And I think it's really important to be around people who are like on that level where they're like, no, I'm, I'm going hard or I'm going home. And I think that that approach is the only way that you can grow. I love that. And what I love about that is firstly, I'm always down to play in fantasy land. I'm like <laughs> anything, let's go, let's do it. But I also think like, you know, if people are maybe looking at myself or yourself, it's kind of like, oh, what do you mean? You're done playing small. I thought you were playing big, but what I think is so cool. And I pretty much do an Instagram post announcing this like every three to six months. I'm like, hello, everybody. I'm done playing small. And they're like, didn't you say that last time? I was like, yeah, yeah. But now I've already got there. And then like, I'm ready to stop playing small at my new next level. So it's all relative. Yeah. And I think the thing that I find a lot, and I don't know if you find this too, Jess, like I have conversations with people every week and it's a a lot of women in business that I have this conversation with where I'm like, three years from now, where do you want to be? How much money do you want to be making? How many hours a week do you want to be working? And most of them are like, oh, I'd be happy like maybe if I hit six figures or maybe if I could work, you know, five days a week instead of six days a week. And I'm like, come like that's a, th- those are epic goals for sure. But I also am like, come on, we can play a bit bigger. And I think once you see other people playing big, it, it's almost like it gives you this little permission slip to do the same. And I just love that you do that because it it empowers me seeing seeing you and, and knowing you. I'm like, oh, cool. Jess is, Jess is doing this. And I feel like so many people listening need to understand that, hey, like no one's going to give you the permission to play a bigger game. And it just has to be you. And it's it's almost just a decision, I think. Yeah, there is so much in that. And this is why we're friends, because you inspire me as well. And I just love seeing all of the cool stuff you're doing. And one thing I actually said to myself coming into this year, I was like, this is my year of big brand energy. Like I've always kind of played big, but I was like, look, big brand energy. I'm getting on YouTube. I'm doing TikTok. I'm doing these things. And while my ethos is never like, let's burn out, I created like a really kind of sustainable way, whole ton load of just repurposing. And I know that you got on TikTok recently as well. And you're killing it on Instagram and doing all of this incredible content. So I thought it would be really fun to kind of unpack a little bit what your content flow is and how you make sure that you're hitting the connection content, the authority content, you know, building out your audience in a way that's going to lead them down the bio journey, but also not burn out. Because like I could imagine trying to film brand new TikToks, brand new YouTube, brand new Instagram posts, like I would be just doing content 24 seven and not getting anything else done. So I'd love to hear a little bit how you do your process. Yes. And I can talk about content all day long because it's just for me, I think there are so many people who are on the content creation hamster wheel where it just feels like day by day, week by week, you're going, what am I going to (laughs) say? Like, what am I going to say? I've got to say something. I've got to show up on my emails and my Instagram, on TikTok, on wherever else. I don't know what to say. Or I know what to say. I'm at the other end of the spectrum where I'm like, I've got too much to say now. And I'm like, let me just post 50 times a day. <laughs> yes. And it's and it's also like, 
okay, how do I do this in a way that's sustainable? And in a way that I think the thing I've recognized in my business is that there are seasons for things. And if you're in a season where you are like, I have got so many ideas, I've got so, so many things I want to say, it's a really good time to document those things so that if you are in a season, you know, a month from now or a year from now where you, you're like, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. You can refer back to this kind of like playbook of ideas that you have from moments when you were creative because, you know, it's a roller coaster. There are some and like as women in business, thing I've realized is like I've got to work in with my cycle. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, when am I most creative? You know, like well, we've got to kind of leverage that. Yeah, I'm in my period right now and I'm my brain's just empty. And I'm like, cool. So yesterday I posted a post that has been sitting in my planally for no joke, probably six to nine months. And I posted it and I was like, this feels so right for right now. And it was ready and it was ready to go. And I was like, this is straight from my heart as well. Yeah. And I I do think we need to, and this kind of plays into how I create content, but I do think we need to kind of know ourselves and know, you know, the season that we're in. And there are certainly, and I'm no expert on this, you know, on the female cycle, but I do know there are moments where, and probably just as humans in general, where we're more creative than others. And so we want to harness that and use that to create when we're in those moments and then when we're in those those weeks where we're like let's just I just want to be in task mode and I just want to get stuff done that's a really good time for you to schedule content that's a good time for you to start going okay what content performed well can we post it again can we repurpose it that's the task mode is perfect for those types of uh, parts of the content strategy and then you know when you're on your cycle you're typically a bit more reflective and and you're really good at analyzing things so that's a good time to go back through and look at what are the trends that are working? What's like kind of analyze what is working right now? What messages are resonating with people? What are my prospects saying to me in my DMs? What what words are they using? So it's all about playing to, you know, the season that you're in, playing to your strengths in those times as well. So that's kind of like one element. But in terms of like really practical things, the I really believe we we have a framework that we use and it's called the magnetic content system. And essentially what we do is I've figured out that there are four key posts that need to go out every single week on your social media. And the first is educate. And this is like you were saying before, like the authority building content. It's like your how-to content. It's where you shift people's beliefs. It's where you speak to like why X, Y, Z is important, why you should be investing in whatever it is. It's really where you are positioning yourself as a thought leader in your niche or your industry. And I think for a lot of us, a lot of creatives, a lot of service providers are doing this really well. Like they recognize, okay, I need to add value, right? Like I need to actually bring something to the table. So that's that's kind of pillar number one. Pillar number two is inspire. And this is where we want to talk about our business journey, talk about our why, talk about the, something that we overcame recently. Like for you, 
you, Jess, you going onto Instagram and saying, hey, I'm playing a bigger game now. I'm going to stop playing small. That's inspiring. And that helps people to connect with you as a person. So those pieces of content, people might look at those and go, oh, you know, she's sharing a quote from Brene Brown or from James Clear or from someone else. Like, how is that building her authority? Well, if people trust that person and if other people are inspired by that person, then there's a connection made between you and them where they're like, oh, okay, she really likes this or she she kind of her story sounds similar to my story or my journey. And so people start to connect with you. And at the end of the day, information is free. People can get information from anywhere. We live in a day and age of AI, like people can actually figure stuff out, right? So what we need to do is the educate is important, but the inspire piece is really valuable because it's where people get a picture of who you are as a person. And so it's really, really valuable to have that inspire piece. The third pillar is it's connect and it's similar to inspire, but the connect piece is really like, what are you doing on the weekend? What's a meme that you found funny? Like Jess, something I know about you, you've got your own reformer Pilates bed. So it's like those things where it's like, oh, she's gone to the beach. She's, she's doing Pilates. Like it's those connect pieces that kind of, you know, people know about me. I like coffee. I like champagne. I have a dog named Vinny and a husband named Nath. And I always say it, my dog's name first instead of my husband. And I don't know why I do that, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like we want to actually connect with people. And, and the thing, the other thing that I find is a sense of humor is really important too. If it aligns with your brand, it's a really great content piece. So tweets, memes, funny reels, things that are relatable. And again, help people to go, oh, she's funny. Or, oh, like she loves that thing that I love too. Like, again, it just builds that connection. And then the final pillar is offer. And this is something that most people miss. And the offer is where you invite people to take the next step. So it could be, hey, here's a freebie that I have. Here's where you can get it. Send me a DM and I'll I'll flick you the link. Or it could be, hey, next month, I've got capacity to work with two businesses on XYZ. DM me and I'll, I'll flick you the details. So it's like these little moments where we invite people to go to take the next step. Doesn't have to be a paid offer. It can be a free offer, but we need to be letting people know, hey, when you're ready, here's how you can work with me. Here's who I, who I help. Here's how I help them. So we need to be doing that every single week because people have short memories. People aren't seeing all your content. So we actually, even if it feels repetitive, even if it feels like, oh my gosh, like what if people get tired of this? They actually won't because it's like 6% of your followers are actually seeing your content. So we need to be doing that every week. Yeah. There is so much in there. And I think, you know, Over the years, we've seen the collective kind of swing different directions. Obviously, there was the major sales, I'm an authority, don't know anything about me personally. And then we kind of saw a lot of personal come in. And I think going into the the next phases, it's having that perfect blend of all of it because people do want to work with the person, but they also want to know the person knows their shit or like can help them get to that step. So I think that's really makes it super simple and tangible to break 
break those down. So I know that I work really well off. I get inspiration. I write it down in my notes. I send myself a voice memo. I've never really worked well where I'm like, let me sit down and like type out all the things because my brain's just empty. Or if I'm on a flow, sometimes that's helpful. How do you find works best for you? Do you feel like at the start of the month, you sit down, write it all out, film what you need, and then you're set for the month? Or do you kind of allow space for fluidity in that? I feel like everyone works a little bit differently. I'm a bit of both. I I think I kind of, there'll be moments where, yeah, like at nine o'clock at night, I'll be like, oh my gosh, that's such a cool thought. Like, and I'll scribble it down next to my bed kind of thing. And then there are other moments where, you know, it's like, I've got to sit down and I've got to just do the thing. I think there's kind of a, a mix of both. At the moment, you know, one of my, one of my big goals in 2022 was that I wanted to, by the start of 2023, I wanted to be at a point in Instagram where I was doing 70% video, which was a huge goal for me because I I was not doing much video at all. And so I kind of recognized in myself, I was like, well, I could spend hours fiddling on my phone. Like, I don't know if you do this, maybe it's just me, but like the amount of time I would spend filming and editing a reel was crazy. I, I was like, how do people do this? Like, what is, what is wrong with me? So I, what I started doing was once a month, I brought in a friend is a videographer. He came to my house and we just started doing a monthly batching day where I was like, great, I want to do, I don't know, in a day we might get 10, 15 videos done. And a lot of them are like rapid fire really quick. But the goal for me was I wanted to have the volume of content and I wanted it to look good, but I didn't want to have the ongoing, oh, I've got to film another video this week. Ah, like my hair doesn't look good. Oh, I've got to put makeup on. I didn't want to have that whole thing. And I knew myself and knew that I would procrastinate. So I just had to set myself a deadline. Once a month, I sat down with a videographer and he went away and edited the videos, which just worked worked super well for me because I just I just realized a I don't have that much time to kind of fiddle b I would get distracted when I would like go on Instagram and also c I just wanted to put my makeup on do my hair get in front of the camera do the thing and then be done so that worked really really well for me to just go right these are my I know my pillars I know what I want to say I've just got to be in front of a camera and do it but again every every person is different so I think batching is super helpful to, to help you to get the volume that you want, but it depends on how you're wired as to whether like the deadline of I've got to be in front of a camera tomorrow. So I need to sort this out. That was really good for me, for my personality. I needed that. Yeah. I love that. One thing I've always done, I record stuff in the moment and then I never post it. Cause then I've got to think about where did I, where's that on my phone? And then I've got to find it. And then I've got to choose which one. And I went through my phone a little while ago and I just airdropped every video that I've recorded from August to December, which is not that long, like three months. And I think I had like 40 plus videos that that then I got my VA to just cut or edit or whatever. But I was like, how we are quite often even sitting, if you're like me who just films stuff because I've got an idea and then you just don't take the action to post it. I'm like, I'm sitting on a gold mine here of wasted good ideas and content. So I got her to start doing that. And that's where that's helped me. I think doing a filming day sounds really, really fun. I am all for just getting some stuff done because, you know, some days you can't be bothered getting dressed (laughs) and you just want to 
do stuff and you be productive and not think about having to look cute at the same time. So I love that. When you go into your filming days, do you come in super prepared? Like you've written down exactly the questions that you want to cover off or do you kind of have a gist like, okay, this month I want to talk more about money and then you just kind of see what comes up on the day? Yeah, this is a great question. So I've, again, I've I've tried it all. <laughs> I've scripted it word for word. I've used a teleprompter and I've also done, you know, filming days where I've just said, hey, these are the questions. Ask me, see what I say. <laughs> and we've kind of done anything and everything between those those kind of extremes. What I've found, you know, for me and for a lot of people that, that we work with, it depends on how comfortable you are in front of the camera. You know, I, I think starting out, it's really good to be prepared at least to have some dot points. If you've never used a teleprompter before, I suggest practicing it before you like go into a big shoot and then be like, oh my gosh, I look like I'm reading because <laughs> it it takes a bit of time. Yeah, I've never used one, I think. Oh, I would be scared to look like I'm reading and then I would forget where I'm at too and then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I find uh, like, you know, I've I've done it a bunch, but I do still feel like I feel more natural when I'm not using a prompter. I feel a bit more natural and a bit more off the cuff and it, it just kind of feels better to me. But I would just say if anyone wants to do a batching day where you go in and you you really want to come out with a bunch of content, the, the big tips I would say is preparation is key because if you can go in and go, okay, I want to speak to these like three topics and I want to do three videos on each, that's a really great place to start. And then if you decide, okay, I'm going to have, I'm going to understand what my hook is, like what the thing I'm going to say, the overarching message within each video. Each video needs to have a hook. It needs to have a really strong entry and a really strong exit. So for instance, if one thing that performed super well for us was like, it's so simple, but it was like, hey, these are five business books that every creative needs to read. Yes, I saw that one. Yeah. And it it just... I don't know. It, it went super well on TikTok and we were like, okay, cool. So then the next time we filmed, we were like, well, great. Well, now let's do five podcasts that we love or our three favorite tools that we use. So you can actually, once you get a roll on with your content, you can actually start to look at what's performing, look at how people are responding and then start to tailor your content and make it more precise each time. So as we've gone along, we've we've made it more and more, kind of got a bit of a framework that we follow now of we know what our audience really likes. So I recommend if you're starting out with video, go in with really strong ideas of what you want to say and clear video that you have an entry and an exit because if you can start strong and finish strong you're good and then from there have them edited up make sure you use captions or subtitles because 80% of people are watching it on mute um, so definitely do that and then post them see what happens and then you can like look at the data and then craft your next time you film you can go great well that re- that really worked and that didn't and so maybe there's a hook issue or maybe there's a how it was how I was speaking or communicating so you can start Start to investigate and look at what's performing well rather than just kind of making it up and following trends and just hoping for the best. Yes, I think that's so, so powerful. One thing I actually started doing on YouTube shorts, because that's not my my first and my first love is Instagram. Look, I started my very first business because I was obsessed with Instagram. I used to just make accounts for fun and people like that is not fun, but <laughs> it was fun for me. But 
when I started doing YouTube shorts, it's a whole different platform. It's the same idea as Reels and TikTok. But what I got my VA to start doing was post five per day. That was not because that's what they suggest. That's not because of anything other than so we could get data. And so over the period of probably six weeks, we realized that face to camera videos were not working well for us on that platform. And actually lifestyle content went off every single time without doubt. So we started just doing lifestyle on there face to camera on TikTok and then a different kind of vibe on Instagram. And I've got all of this content. So it gave us such good insights. And I wasn't in my head like, oh, but it's got to be perfect and like putting one video out here and there. I was just like, I don't care if they bomb. Some videos got literally three views <laughs> and then we left them there because it doesn't matter. But yeah, that was kind of my inspiration for that as well. So I love that you say, you know, even though you go in with a plan, like you're not ever going to go in with an intention of let me post the worst stuff ever, but you can go in with your plan and then take it and take the learnings. And I love seeing, cause I've seen on your TikTok, you've even repurposed or reposted the exact same video multiple times and it goes well every time. So there's so much that you can kind of leverage or milk from when you start creating regular content. Yeah. And I think the funny thing, I love that with YouTube, it's, I'm the same. I'm like, I don't know. We'll just figure this out and give it a go. And I think a lot of the time I wonder if we get in our own way and get in our own heads because we obsess over our content. We think everyone else is going to obsess over our content and it's just not true. Like we can post the exact same thing on a different platform and it can go viral or on Instagram, it can get like not many views or not much engagement. It's not like I think sometimes we think, you know, is this, does this reflect on me? Does this mean that people don't like me? You know, and it's just not that. I think we kind of have to go and and treat it like a game in a lot of ways and go, right, well, TikTok, you play the game a little differently. YouTube, you play the game a little differently. Instagram, you play it a little differently. And I think actually taking the pressure off and going, how can I have fun with this? Rather than like freaking out over it and holding it so tightly, I think it just, it just adds that ease to it. And it, I don't know. I find that that's like for us with TikTok, we were just like, we were honestly at the point where we were like, uh, maybe we should just ditch this. Like it's not doing anything. (laughs) And then we posted one video. It got close to a million views and we got all these followers overnight and it was like, oh, okay, cool. At the same time. So like, that was great. But at the same time, I didn't get any, I I didn't see any money in my bank account. Like I didn't see more email signups. I didn't see more sales. So it actually doesn't matter. I think we obsess over content and it's actually like the the big thing is if you have a strategy, if you're being consistent with that strategy and if you're there to serve, then that's a really great place to start. And yes, you can optimize for sure. But I think those are the key ingredients that you need. You need strategy, you need consistency and you need to add value. For sure. And I think, you know, we can get so caught up in instant gratification that we forget the long term and why we're doing what we're doing. And I love, love, love that you said, have fun. And I think sometimes, I think maybe over the last year, we lost a bit of that fun. I think during 2020, there was a lot of just fun and whatever goes, whatever goes. Um, But then it was like, oh, we can make money from this. Let's get really serious and strategic. And I think now we want to see more of that fun coming back where less people are spending time online and things like that. People just want to have fun. So when you have fun, people feel that you're having fun and the whole thing just rolls a whole lot easier. Yeah. And, and I think the thing I've realized 
And this is probably me, you know, having that moment with my friend where I was like, you know what, just going to like, what are we doing? Why are we, why are we playing so safe? And why are we trying to be like everyone else? Let's just like, I don't know, just kind of do it. And I think that realization for me kind of came about because, you know, we would, we do sales calls and, and with one of our team who does the initial sales call, she asked people, okay, well, why are you reaching out to us? Like what, what's the reason? And most people say, oh, I just, I like your vibe. And, and they can't say anything more. They're like, I just like your vibe. I don't know. I like the way you say things. I like that you're kind of approachable. I like that you don't take yourself too seriously. And it made me realize, well, what, what am I doing? Stressing out about, oh, does this, am I going to sound silly? Am I, are people going to think that I don't know what I'm doing? If I'm being honest and authentic, are they going to think that I'm not credible or trustworthy? And it's like, people actually love people. And so the more we can personalize our brand, the more we can amplify our magic, the thing that makes us unique, the the more we can serve our people. And also the more our people can go, oh my gosh, I want J- Jess's vibe. I want to work with her because, oh my gosh, she she's, hangs out at the beach and she does Pilates and she has a really beautiful home. Like, you know, all these things about you and you do this so well, but it's like so many people I see hiding themselves and, and playing it like, oh no, I, it's not a personal brand. I, I've got to, you know, be professional. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like we could probably have a bit more fun and show a bit more of ourselves. For sure. Oh my gosh, there is just so, so much value. We hit the strategic, practical stuff. We talked about the creative. We talked about mindset. I think you've given so, so much value in this episode. So thank you for sharing your experiences, a little insight into your creation process with us today. And for anyone that wants to just absorb all of your incredible content, where can they find you? Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me, Jess. It's such a pleasure. You can find me if you just search Laura Higgins on Instagram, I will pop up. And if you want to check out what we do, you can find all of that on Instagram. Send me a DM. I love, I love, love, love chatting. So send me a DM. We can chat about any and all of the things, coffee, wine, my dog, my husband, I don't know, (laughs) any of the things. (laughs) Amazing. And I'll put the links in the show notes as well. So everyone just can click on over, but thank you so much for hanging out today. Thanks, Jess. 